I'm re- recording now. You ready okay. for friggin' party? No, not party with a parasite. Playing party with a parasite. I was thinking. I was reading the the name of the episode. It's me, DJ Weevil. God. I, I was reading Hit the name of the, the beats. Ep- I was reading the fucking DJ name. DJ Weevil. Ep- Turn it up, party people. <laughs> He would 100% wear, like, stunna shades and think Absolutely. he's super cool. <laughs> stunna shades that looked like beetles. Yeah. They're stunna still shades that like, like bumblebees. And that, those are there the There you go. The black and white. I'm sorry. Black and yellow. Black say? and yellow. Uh, I, was, I read the sh- title of the episode, and for some reason, playing with a parasite got stuck in my head, but in the same tone as I died in your arms tonight... I'm playing with a parasite. It must have been something I said. It's uh, not good. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean that that is miles better than DJ Weevil. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DJ I like Underwood. <laughs> it, instead uh, of under, I, it would be Underwood. Oh, U-N-D-A-H, would. Yeah. What to do make you... himself sound cooler. Right. Although, hmm. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think if he would pick, like, a different name. Like, an insect name. I mean, probably. Like, DJ Termite's pretty good. <laughs> DJ Great Moth. Probably. He is scratching like a bull weevil. There it is. There it is. I mean, it's guaranteed that his name for himself, his DJ name, would not be good. Because as we find in this episode, he's almost definitely homeschooled. podcast hello everyone welcome to you activated my podcast the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh recap podcast i'm tyler i'm jimmy and this week we're talking about season two episode 15 playing with a parasite colon part two jimmy like we have to play with the parasite again. it feels like just yesterday we started this season and it's because nothing has happened in this season. I know, yeah. It's, it, it, it feels simultaneously that we just started this season and that we actually started this season uh, a year ago? No. When did we God, start this no, season? God, no, right? It can't uh, be that long. Release date for episode one says whenever we need it. Um, That's the, helpful. The, <laughs> the first episode, Thanks, Tyler. The first episode was uh, the end of May. Okay, so we haven't okay. been doing this season for too god awful long but boy it sure feels like it's like the story so far feels like either 24 hours or somewhere between two and six years yeah there, there's literally no frame of reference here but that's okay we're back we're back with weevil 
just where we want to be. We're back with, with Weevil with, Underwood. That's that's where everyone wants to be. The and side characters. Uh, I uh, am curious though. Before we get into this, uh, you went to a, a very uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A very seasonally appropriate uh, event last week when when the show aired last week on Halloween. Yes, the fabled Hallow wedding. The Hallow wedding. How was it? Cap- capital H Hallow wedding. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I had a, a great time. I was able to come up with just a vague sort of pretty, like, it's like steampunk, but kind of low-key steampunk outfit. Just mm-hmm. some clothes I had lying around. and it looked some... great. I saw pictures. Thanks. Yeah, and I was able to borrow some other, like, steampunk accessories from my friends, which is like pocket watches. And I got a cane that I have sitting around here somewhere. I think I put it away. Anyway. I literally, I, it was so funny, as you were showing me the outfit for the first time, I was in the process of saying, you know what this needs, Jimmy? This needs a fucking cane. And I couldn't think of the word cane for some reason. And then you just like held it up. You just like picked it up into the camera frame. Uh, and we were both right. It didn't need a cane. And it was fantastic. I'm trying to find the text from you uh, describing your steampunk character. Oh, because we talked about it briefly. Yeah, I didn't even get to like use my steampunk character name that I made up because oh. we were busy at the wedding. Um, his, what was his fucking name? Here we go. Yeah. Professor Cornelius Corny von Sutterfuge, sole heir to the estate of the late Baron Abraham von Sutterfuge. So fucking good. Uh, your text here says Professor von Subterfuge, which I just noticed. I say subterfuge, you say Sutterfuge. Yeah, I guess both are correct. I pronounce the B. I've always pronounced the B as sort of silent, or you like skip over it real quick. Yeah, 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 doesn't matter. Professor von Subterfuge just returned from a trip abroad, and then parentheses. The will stipulated that in order to receive the Baron's ancestral hall, he had to spend one week within its walls. What happened there? He can't actually remember, but it was probably fine. Yeah, so I was... I, I couldn't come up with a steampunk character name without, like, going full-on D&D storyhook backstory. Right. Um, and so I kind of made up this character that's, like, uh, the main character in Dracula, where he's completely genre-blind. He's smart, but everyone's just like... Watch out, that castle's full of vampires. My cousin woke up and she was drained of blood and she had these holes in her, in her neck. And he's just like, that's just superstitious nonsense. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. There's only one We're all good power here, here in How the world. You? It's science. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm so... I, I, as glad as I am that like the Hallow Wedding was a success and that it, it was like a thing at all i am a little bummed that it was not entirely in character <laughs> when they didn't like, actually the next, get married they just the... married these characters they made up <laughs> i mean people do that in what like fucking world of warcraft all the time right yeah that's true like how rad would it be to go to a a, a larp wedding oh my god <laughs> no it was an actual is, wedding is 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 are weddings technically 
LARPs. In Two people sense? win at the end. <laughs> there, there are definitely points. Yeah, but they don't, like, take out foam swords and whack each other. I cast Fireball, and you just, like, throw it. Maybe they should. <laughs> and if any man has any objection as to why these two should be wed, uh, please object. cast your Fireball now. Yeet. Forever hold your peace. King of the Hill. This, Lauren. King of the Hill final battle. 100 people <laughs> fight to get married, but only oh, two can win. <laughs> that that is the next great american television show is like battle royale wedding bachelor royale bachelor royale <laughs> fuck yes all right copyright 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 tm 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 many will enter you get to the end and it's like at the altar and the guy is just like fortnite dancing <laughs> he's just he's just <laughs> flossing mercilessly on the, on, on the hill Oh boy, and they all parachute in. Where are we dropping, boys? I I actually genuinely love that idea. Oh god. Uh for the next season of of The Bachelor, uh we're going to start up a uh fantasy uh bachelor bracket at work. Oh. Yeah. Did you know you could do this? It's I it's like know. fantasy football, but it's but it's for The Bachelor. Uh so you can you can say like you get points, right? You say like, okay, my I think my guy, Luke or whatever, whatever white dude it is, right? Yeah, uh, is gonna win or at least get far in in the show. So you you draft him, uh, and you get points for like, uh, one on one dates, smooches, private conversations, uh, the cutaway like confessional shots get you points. Um, if he cries, you get points. I could um, never get that far into watching The Bachelor. That is too much effort for something that just makes me feel icky just thinking but I think, about it. I think that's the thing. Maybe that's what you're missing. You need to gamify The Bachelor. Because if you if you go into it thinking this is genuine romance, you're wrong. For sure, yeah. I mean, maybe Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know. I haven't watched Bachelor in Paradise yet, but we'll see. Uh but Bachelor Bachelorette, like uh, the 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 prime network, like that's that's a sport. <laughs> the only show I want to watch, Tyler, do you did you, you watch Thirty Rock? Right. I yes. Parts of it. Okay. Do no, really... no, no, I, yeah, several times. Okay. The only sh- like reality dating show I want to watch is Milf Island. <laughs> it's just like thirty something women and like. Horny teenagers. I uh, there was a show that just came the, the close, fake actually, that show was within the show. There there was a show actually that was on at a similar time to Thirty Rock that was very very similar to Milf Island, uh, and it was Beauty and the Geek. Did you ever watch this? God, I feel like I probably have heard of it, but it's just been eliminated from my memory. So, I I've I've seen like one and a half episodes. And the concept is, is it's very similar to, you know, shows like The Bachelor, or like uh, Flavor of Love or whatever, where they're trying to like couple people up, right? Yeah. But the couples are, uh, to put it in, in terms that will uh, tie into the show quite nicely, the couples would be like Weevil Underwood and My Valentine. Mm-hmm. They would couple like the dude with like a... 
pre-war stamp collection and that's his whole thing with uh i don't know like a victoria's secret underwear model right yeah and then they would have to perform challenges and do play like the newlywed game type stuff and they'd have to like date basically and, and the dating yeah. was how they won the show i and feel like your metaphor who, breaks who down because weevil and my already have uh the same shared interest of playing uh dual monsters Ah shit, that's right. Well, okay. So, so for, it, in a in a in a world where dual monsters is not the only interest that people have, <laughs> when there uh, are other sports and games that exist, right, right, which is crazy, <laughs> just crazy talk. What a what a what a concept. That's ridiculous. Uh, should we talk about the episode though? Since yes. now that we're talking about Weevil and the well, one we've gotten sport so far off world. track. I do want to wrap up talking about the the Hallow wedding by saying it yeah. was absolutely beautiful, and I teared up. And then we just played board games and drank cider for like three hours. Fuck yeah! And that was it. That that, that was the whole wedding. Amazing. The ceremony was over in ten minutes, and then we just partied the rest of the night. It was great. <sighs> okay. That is what the world needs. We need shorter ceremonies and longer receptions. I, Lorne and I have wedding missed a wedding Wedding 80% speed before. run. Lorne and I have straight up missed a wedding because we were three minutes late. And it was the best thing ever. And then the what? reception was like six hours. <laughs> Damn. It was amazing. Uh, courthouse, courthouse weddings, man. Nothing to sneeze oh, at. Oh, yeah, that would do it. All right, do sign you? your name yes, here. Do it's you? done. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> And we're leaving. All right, get out of here. <laughs> Next. Right. <laughs> now serving couple number 43. Marriage, uh, any percent speed run. If you turn counterclockwise as you say your vows, you can no clip straight through the floor into the reception. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I think if we were to introduce this as like a new... Uh, a new category at like a GDQ or something. I think that'd be pretty popular. Speedrun marriages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see. Okay, speedrun, speedrun marriages. Uh, f- like people who well weddings. You don't necessarily want to speedrun the marriage. Well, that's what I was gonna say. They meet at the event oh. and then like pair up and like um uh uh God, how do I know so many of these shows? Um, uh, married at first sight. It's it's a blind wedding. Yikes. They get set up by, I forget if it's like scientists or their friends or whatever, but they're just like, this person will be good for you. And then they just get married. Um, and it is terrifying because like Weevil Underwood to tie it back in, uh, many of these people are what we in the homeschool industry would call painfully homeschooled. <laughs> um one of the, all right, one I, of the, I appreciate you're trying to loop it back into the actual episode. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's been 16 minutes since we started recording. Jesus Christ. It's time to discuss the episode. Once again, this is season two, episode 15, Playing with a Parasite, colon, part deux. Uh The translated title for this uh, episode, Jimmy, is The Steel Knight, Gierfried. Gierfried? Uh, the summary is Joey squashes Weevil's moth. 
<laughs> As I make obscene Taylor, gestures at the camera. Do not make uh, that gesture at me again. <laughs> Joey squashes Weevil's moth. I bet he does. But Weevil has other tricks up his sleeves. He summons the all-powerful Insect Queen, which gains power from all of Joey's infected monsters and becomes practically invincible. Can Joey find a way to win? Can can he? Can he? What I love about this episode, and this summary specifically, is that if this were about Yugi, we'd be making fun of it, right? Where it's yeah. like, yeah, it's his show. He's gonna find a way out of it, right? Like, there are more episodes. We're not just gonna be like, well, he lost. Oh, well. Well, sorry, End everyone. The show got canceled midway through the second season. We have to find a way to wrap it up real quick. Uh, he loses. Bye. <laughs> See ya. But, like, with a side character like Joey, I mean, and Joey's, like, a prominent secondary character, but he's still yeah. a secondary character, if we're being honest. They could lose. He could. And, like, the show could keep going even after he's lost. Like, they would find ways to bring him back in. They did that with Duel's Kingdom. That's true. So, can he find a way to win? Let's find out. Against Weevil? Yes. <laughs> right. Continuing on. Yeah, continuing on. Uh, the show opens uh, after the recap with Joey saying the words, well, it's not over yet. Uh, because what has just happened is the ultimate great moth has appeared. Uh, and everyone except for Joey is freaking out because uh, this moth has the words ultimate and great in its name, which can be fairly scary. Really hyping up this moth. Man, this must be a good moth. No, no, no. <laughs> it's great and ultimate. Uh, the great moth kills alligator's sword. Uh, <laughs> we lead into... Not the alligator, just his sword. His sword vanishes and the alligator's like, oh. I have never understood that about that card. I'm it's such so a angry. I'm slapping my name for a card. Alligator's sword. It's alligator apostrophe s, right? Yeah. It's the sword that belongs to the alligator, <laughs> but the card is the whole ass alligator plus sword. It should just be alligator space sword. Or sure. I mean, that would still be dumb, but. Alligator con sword. Alligator y sword. My favorite Mexican dish. Um, alligator so mm, You know what I mean. Anyway. Yeah. Then we move directly into exactly what you've been talking about this whole episode. Canonical proof that Weevil is homeschooled. Because Tristan says, come on. Uh, you must have some kind of giant fly swatter or something in your deck. And he's yelling at, at Joey in this case. And Weevil says... <laughs> I'm trying to approximate the voice here. What are you, his pom-pom girl? <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm so sorry. He says, He says, what are you, his pom-pom girl? Weevil canonically does not know what a cheerleader is. Weevil is confirmed to be a homeschooler. I think I think here's the problem is is he knows what a cheerleader is, but he only knows what a cheerleader is from, like, TV, right? Yeah. It's like when you've he only, only knows read what a word. Look like, look like exactly, exactly. He's never heard the word out loud, so in his head, they're pom pom girls. Yeah, this is in Weevil's mind a great roast. 
Right. Weevil is thinking to himself, ah, Zingdom. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of when uh, I was a kid and another kid called me a blah blah head. It's like, damn, you really got me. That's a sick burn. I mean, actually, if we're being honest, I think if a six-year-old called me a blah blah head now, like at my current <laughs> age, I might tear up a little bit. <laughs> You'd be more insulted than if someone called you, like, a fucking idiot or something. Right, because in that case, all you can really say is, like, I know. <laughs> right? Like, what Yeah. What insult can actually hurt millennials anymore, right? We've already been through so much. Yeah. Fucking ass wipe, and I'm like, okay, boomer. <laughs> but yeah, Weevil uh, thinks this is a great roast of Joey. And he's Tristan. so proud of it too. Just the yeah. way that they draw his face is so smug. He's pretty much smirking every scene he's in. And there's a couple of times where he gets that anime glowy glasses thing. Mm-hmm. Where like the glass of his glasses is just like pure white. Which is a thing that I wish I could do in real life, uh like on command. Yeah, just be like hmm, It always seems to happen push it up your nose and it like glints. R- Right, yeah, and it seems to happen, like, when I don't want it to happen, like, trying to take a new, you know, staff photo, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, well, my glasses are going to catch the flash of the camera, so... Just reflects directly into the camera. But I want to be able to do that on command. Uh, anyway, back to the <laughs> anyway, uh Weevil reminds us that because of the parasite bug repellent combo that he's got going on um you know he's got parasite parasite on joey's side of the field so joey's monsters are all insect type uh still a bad and name he's for got card. right uh and then he's got bug repellent on uh his side of the field weevil's side of the field joey's monsters can't attack weevil uh and then he says besides that the only monsters with attack points high enough to defeat Ultimate Great Moth are Gate Guardian or Blue Eyes White Dragon. Neither of which Joey has, I'm pretty sure. I feel like we would know if Blue Eyes was in his deck. <laughs> yeah. He had the Red Eyes. Is Red Eyes not strong enough? Red Eyes is not strong enough. Uh, That's right. Oh, well. I no. Forget. No, Red Eyes is, is barely not strong enough, I think. And it's in Yugi's deck. Yeah. Because Yugi still has it. For friendship reasons, I guess. <laughs> That's what friends do. Uh, we cut away from this, and I really only want to bring this up the once. It's literally not <sighs> last important episode, at all. It's so not important. But last episode, we had a bunch of cutaways to Serenity at the hospital watching Joey's duel. Watching, in quotes, because she's still got her, her bandages on. And there's this kid who I swear to God his name changes scene to scene. But the subtitles this episode called him Kenta. K-E-N-T-A. But I've heard Kempa, Kenpa. uh, At one point I could swear that I heard Kampai. But like, His name is not important because he is not important. There's a whole, I only bring it up to say that there's a side story here where this child is ready to give up on Joey. And he he says like, let's just log offline right now. You know, you're like you do. You have to log offline from the World Wide Web. Right. 
Uh, and Serenity takes this opportunity to turn the whole thing you into a life lesson. You have to take this exit lesson. off the information superhighway. <laughs> you have to type into the terminal, please take me off the ride now. Uh, please take me off of google.com. Please remove Google <laughs> from my homepage. Uh, oh, that reminds me, though, there is actually a thing now that I, I keep forgetting to do on my on my work laptop. Uh, you can rename commands in terminal. Hmm. And there's that command, the sudo command, where it's basically like telling it, okay, temporarily, I have admin access. Let me put in my password and like do this thing that you wouldn't normally do for things like you know changing the permissions on a file or creating a new file or whatever. Uh, and you can change sudo to please. <laughs> so you're literally typing please into the command line. Uh, anyway, I like that. That's, that's neither here nor there. Serenity takes this whole opportunity to turn it into a life lesson about uh, how you're never really alone and you always have your friends with you in spirit. Uh, and, and she does this to try and trick this child into getting his x-rays taken. Because that's the whole reason he's in there in the first place is he was hiding from the x-ray technician because he does not want them to steal his precious x-rays. Not my x-rays. Not my x-rays. <laughs> they took your bones uh, and put them inside this machine. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not sure what what weird experience this child has had that has made him so terrified of getting your x-ray taken. Well, Tyler, it's extremely spooky. He goes into this machine, and then they show him pictures of skeletons, which, as we all know, are spooky scary. That is... And then they tell this fair. child that there's a spooky scary skeleton living inside him. That's true. So anyway, so the so the shit with with Serenity is a, a non-issue. It's it's a it's a it's a framed as a B plot that doesn't yeah. honestly need to be there. So that's it's the last time we'll bring padding. it up. Um, but we we cut away from the scene, and this was significant to me. Uh, we cut away from the scene back to the duel with Joey saying the line, "Come on, Deck, show me some love." <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> Unnecessary. Uh, Joey draws a card and he says, just the card I needed, baby. Who is hey, baby in this boom, case? Bada, bada <laughs> uh, he plays his card face down, switches all his monsters into attack mode. Uh, in response, Weevil plays a monster in defense mode and then Legool attacks Joey's life points directly Legool. and knocks Joey on his ass. Like <laughs> physically say... knocks Joey over. Weevil just says Legul or something, but the way you say Legul makes me think of, like, a French zombie. Uh-huh, Legul. Legul. <laughs> I want to eat your baguettes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is something that we've talked about before on the show, too, Jimmy, is, like, he's knocked on his ass, right? Mm-hmm. He's He suffered, like, a physical blow here. Yeah, freaking Legul curls up and does the, like the sonic spin dash directly into <laughs> right. Joey's sternum, and he gets knocked down. Right, and like if a duelist suffers a concussion or breaks something as a result of dueling, do they just lose? I would think so. So That's, is that that counts as attacking your life points directly? Uh, right, right. So is that like? Kyber Corp is not technique? responsible for injuries that may occur using their product. 
Oh, right. That's that's in the fine print and all the yeah. dual discs. You can't sue them for uh, dual injuries. Or, uh, 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 oh, shit, what was the uh, dual, dual indemnity? There was a joke there somewhere, and I lost it. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we move along to the ultimate Great Moth attacking uh, Joey's monsters that are out in attack mode and i forget what they are i think it's like panther warrior and tiny guardian um joey activates his face down card which is skull dice skull dice reduces the attack points of an attacking monster by some number it rolls the die it lands on a two so great moth's attack points are cut in half uh and then great moth is like or a weevil is like all right cool it's still a lot of attack points so <laughs> like i still attack i guess uh and then joey reveals that his other face down card is graceful dice which boosts his parasite monster by 2000 points because it rolls a four uh can you clarify this for me jimmy what monster is ultimate great moth actually attacking in this scene i think it's just attacking it's it's I think it's attacking Joey's um Parasite. The Parasite card that's in his deck. What what would be the point of that though? That's what was... I, I was wondering, because I was trying to figure out if that was Joey's plan all along to kill the Parasite and so he would no longer have uh vulnerability to Right. Bugs. That's what it would seem like. If you got rid of the Parasite, it would get rid of that whole mechanic that, yeah. that Weevil has. So why is he attacking it? It's not honestly clear at all, uh, except the Parasite then gets enough attack points to kill Ultimate Great Moth. Yeah. And deals and some damage yeah. to Weevil. There's a gross scene where the Great Moth comes and attacks the Parasite, but then like the Parasite tentacles wrap around the Moth and just kind of crush it until it explodes. You know, as somebody who doesn't like moths or tentacles, this is a fairly upsetting episode to watch. I was, in that gonna, I was just thinking, this is probably a very this is a very gross episode, and I know you don't like squishy buggy stuff. I, d- I really and don't. so the rest of this episode, I apologize that you had to to look at it. So like we it's can do not this as, podcast. It honestly hasn't been as bad as some other episodes we've had to watch for this show. Like it's not as bad as Kisatai for sure. No. Uh, it's not nearly as bad as um, Roulette Spider and Jinzo, that weird body horror. Um, but it is just kind of like, ugh, you know, Squ- squishy bug shit. One second. Yep. Jimmy is now taking off his headphones again, grabbing the cat. The cat's disappeared. Whoop, cat's back. Oh, no. The cat has meowed. Oh, here's the Oh, my gosh. The introduction of another cat into the ecosystem. And now the first cat is leaving? Tyler, this is a disaster. I tried to let the cat out, but in doing so, I just let another cat in. You know, that's that's what you risk. How am I supposed to podcast under these conditions? Now now you got a two-cat podcast. (laughs) This is a two-cat podcast right here. The other one who just came in is a black cat named Rhett. Where'd he go? Oh, this is one of the new cats. Yes, these are both the new cats. Oh, okay. All right. 
Well, now we have uh, the same number of cats that match our star rating on iTunes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're a great, we're a great show. I think we actually have a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, which is oh. kind of ridiculous to me. Thanks, um, listeners. Yeah, everyone's awesome. Uh, so uh, 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 I'm trying to remember hey. what happens next here. The cats are walking around yelling now. <laughs> well, they have some opinions. They have opinions on uh, on on Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know if you can see, but the cat just crawled directly under my couch, which is like four inches tall. So they're just like squishing themselves underneath there. Oh, that sounds kind of cozy, actually. Probably. They love it under there. When when Garrett and I first lived together, uh, we had... Was this Garrett? I'm trying to think, because you also lived in this apartment. Over that summer. Yeah, but I'm trying... Did Garrett live in that one? He lived with us for a month, didn't he? I'm trying to remember, but it was was the one where there was a bunk bed in one of the rooms. Yes. And now I'm I'm trying to remember if it was you that shared the room with me or if it was Garrett. Uh, All I remember is that it was us and Uh Lucas, wasn't it? Yeah, us us and Lucas before Lucas and Vicky got married. This is super interesting to nobody. But then Um, I... When you on went to Rome. Yeah, I went to Rome that whole month. Right. And then Garrett was just here for a month doing like May term or something. And then he left. That's right. That's right. So that hey, it was during that period. Freaking uh, cats. <laughs> <laughs> cats. Super conducive to podcasting. Uh, I did just hear Jimmy call one of the cats a little bastard, though, which is... Actually, not a bad name for a cat. If any of the listeners out there have a cat named Little Bastard, can you just send us a picture? I think that'd be really fun. Um, Little turds. <laughs> you, you all right over there? They're stealing my succulents. <laughs> They're knocking my, my air plants off the shelf. Well, that's, I have uh, one corner window in this room, and all the cats mm-hmm. love to get in here because they can look out the window. But they love knocking oh, all gotcha. my plants off the shelf, even more. See, Jimmy, I I, uh, I hate to tell you this. I hate to be I hate to be this guy, but I found the solution to your problem. Get the cats out and, of the room. Uh, yeah, it's it's don't have cats. <laughs> get a very short dog instead. You know what? That sounds wonderful. Do you have any in mind? Uh, well, I, I mean, I have one that's, he's, he's not like available. <laughs> Dang it. He's, he's spoken for. Um, but no, so anyway, so I, the thing that I was talking about was, uh, when we lived in that place, we had bunk beds and the top bunk for whatever reason was like eight inches from the ceiling. Oh no. <laughs> and it was, it was the funniest thing. Cause it was kind of cozy, right? Like I had a bunch of blankets and I slept up there. Uh, and you could barely, you could crawl in from the foot of the, the bunk bed and just like army crawl up till you're fully on the bed. But then you couldn't like move around. You couldn't like, you could barely even roll over. What a nightmare. Uh, I'm just picturing like so, getting startled and like jumping up and like immediately smacking your face directly <laughs> in the ceiling. Well, that's, that's, that was the one downside that I realized was like when you wake up in the middle of the night or something and you just look up, it feels like you are, you're buried alive. Like you're in a coffin in a or something because all you see is just dark ceiling. Um, 
But during the day, it was wonderful because you could just be like, ah, yes, I am. I am comfy and, and enclosed. Um, but you know who's not comfy and enclosed? Joey. Joey Wheeler. Uh, Weevil, at this point, has played Insect Soldiers of the Skies, I think is the name of the card. It's literally just a flying bug. I don't know why they had to get all flamboyant with the name. Right. It's one bug hovering six inches off the ground, but somehow they're naming it Insect Soldiers, plural, of the skies, also plural. They're not even in uh, the sky. No. And it's it's singular insect soldier, I guess. There's nothing saying that this is a soldier. Um, but then he also plays Eradicating Aerosol, which is a spell card uh, that can destroy any insect card on the field. Uh, and then he, he does this whole show of like, ah, Joey, you may think that I'm I'm going to play this card to, to defeat any of your monsters that's now an insect-type monster. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, and Joey goes, well, yeah, that that is what I think you're going to do. And then Weevil goes, ah, but you're wrong, actually. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to play it on my own monster. Uh, and he plays a card called Pinch Hopper. Uh and then uses the eradicating aerosol to destroy it. Pinch hopper is literally just a big grasshopper. That's it. That's the card. Right. Why? What? <laughs> Pinch hopper. I'm, Why? I'm trying to figure out like how they would even arrive at that name, and I can't. It's just like, ding, ding. I don't know. I wonder if it's like a, if it sounds similar to the Japanese name of the card. Yeah, or if it's some, like, colloquialism for Grasshopper. Neha to a pinch hopper. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, I think Grandpa knows this when this happens, but when pinch hopper is destroyed, Weevil can summon any monster from his hand. Uh, and Weevil does his whole hand-wringing, like, ah, yes, any monster! <laughs> uh, and he summons Insect Queen. Uh, Jimmy's taking the other cat out of the room. Uh, but Insect Queen absorbs the attack points of every insect monster on the field, including Joey's infected monsters. So now even uh, the, the two monsters that Joey has out on the field are, are sort of feeding Insect Queen attack points. So it starts off fairly weak, but then it gains more power as there are more monsters on the field. Uh Grandpa, at this point, dispenses further wisdom, saying, To battle an insect duelist, you have to think like an insect duelist. Sure. And then Thanks, does Grandpa. not expand on that. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Grandpa has this great role in this like couple of episodes where he, he has these very sort of pointed cutaway shots, right? Where it's like, here's a specific line of dialogue that I've written as part of this tutorial sequence. Uh, but they're all just like, insects can be tricky. Or yeah, that's you have the, to believe in yourself. That's the wisdom. Press A to believe in yourself. <laughs> uh, you pressed B. You are now filled with crippling depression. Ah, <laughs> uh, that explains my life. Um, so... Uh, 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 what does he say at this point? Oh, yeah, yeah, tutorial, Joey Wheeler. (laughs) Joey is just that one kid. You have selected (laughs) self-doubt. 
<laughs> Joey's that one kid who was told that like your Pokemon becomes stronger if you mash B while they're evolving. Oh yeah, and he just keeps canceling the evolution. Uh, so Weevil then sacrifices. God, this is where the fucking gross shit kicks in. Weevil sacrifices Legol to the Insect Queen, and literally straight up just like offers it on like a platter. Right? Yeah. Like here's a tasty bug for you. They censor the mouth, but Insect Queen is like a giant bug, but then it has an almost like almost human kind of feminine looking face. Mm Hmm. Uh, and then it has this mouth that opens up and it starts like chomping down on these insects that are sacrificed to it. Insect queen. I've, I've just realized this is what would happen if James and the giant peach. I was just illustrated thinking by of HR Giger. If if HR Giger did a weird body horror redux of James and the Giant Peach, that would be Insect Queen. Yes. I I hate it. I'm going to say that up front. I dislike this weird monster lady. Um and it gets worse. It gets worse because uh every time <laughs> every time she feasts on the sacrifice, uh she lays an egg. And every time she lays an egg, which is all the time, we get some nice close-up shots of the queen's heaving thorax, squirting eggs from her ovipositor. (laughs) And there's just this, like, it's a sphincter that comes down and goes... (laughs) It's a sphincter. And eggs come out, like big, goopy, uh, veiny eggs. And that's, that's the other thing about Insect Queen is, like, Anything that Insect Queen does involves a green slime of some kind. Tyler, I watched this episode while eating breakfast. It was not good. I can't imagine uh, that being great. Uh, I can't even, like, talk about it. So, (laughs) God. I'll just keep making this noise. It makes a worse sound than that, too, because it's like... The eggs kind of just fall out, like they slide out. Yeah. See, you just kind of hear it go. <laughs> yeah, it's like squishy. Um, uh, yeah, so um, that happens. Insect Queen then attacks Tiny Guardian, uh, which makes Weevil say the line, Now your monster is bug juice. And I'm, I feel like I'm losing the Weevil voice. I need to watch some more Weevil. Um but uh, yeah so anyway so that happens joey plays a, a face down card and ends his turn and then grandpa freaks out and goes wait joey you forgot to switch your monsters into defense mode too late his too turn late. is passed and then uh, weevil summons uh <laughs> yeah. our friend cockroach knight our good friend do you remember when we first talked about cockroach knight it was a while back yeah it was a while back. I vaguely remember coming up with a name for Cockroach Knight. I remember it had a creepy little face. Creepy little face, but I feel like we ended up calling him, like, Fred or Frank or something. Chuck. Let's see, what's it? I can't remember. I just pulled up the card art again. I, mean, I, just, I just remember that he's got this little shield that's, like... Anti bug spray symbol on it. 
Right. It's it's the it's the the no like the circle with the line through it, and then isn't it the art from eradicating aerosol? No, because the art from eradicating aerosol has a can of bug spray, but then it has this like female hand with a spiky bracelet. Oh, right. That's like, like using a... the bug spray. It looks like Bowsette. Yeah. I can't think of any other reason why this bug spray using person would have such an enormous spiky bracelet. Because those are some huge spikes. I mean, I don't, I don't typically think of like the punk movement and anti-bug movements going hand in hand. That'd be the only other explanation is like, oh, I'm at a punk show and there's this cockroach night. <laughs> Good thing I have this can around. of bug spray in my utility belt. <laughs> you just like pull up your like cool punk clothes and you've just got, uh, you've got a holster <laughs> of bug spray. I mean, that's why, uh, that's why so many of them got into utilicilts. <laughs> gotta find a place for your bug spray. I, you know, you never know when you're going to need it. Uh, so Weevil summons Cockroach Knight and immediately feeds it to the queen. So we get more of that disgusting noise. Uh, and then, you know, we get another egg posited. Uh, when Cockroach Knight is destroyed, its special thing is that it's returned to the top of the deck. So Weevil can keep sacrificing it over and over and over again, subjecting us to this horrible experience. I mean, the goal here is to get the queen boosted up, but this means that for the rest of however long, Weevil's not going to draw anything besides the cockroach knight again. Right. Oh, we should say too, I don't know if we if we specified this, every time that this happens where uh, the, the insect queen lays an egg, it gains attack points. Yes. So, like, that's that's his way of it's destroying monsters, but also, like, preserving the attack points that it got because those monsters were on the field is, is the laying eggs. Just so making Weevil the queen wants eggs. stronger, yeah. They give a boost to the insect queen. Right. So, that happens. Weevil goes to attack, but Joey reveals another trap card. This time it's called Magic Arm Shield, which I have not <laughs> seen before, and I don't think we'll ever see again. Uh, Do you but want to describe what magic arm shield looks like? It's, I mean, it's it's like a fucking Kevin McAllister like Home Alone prop, right? Yeah, like it's one of those squeezy arms. Yeah, where it accordions like out the accordion arms, and then there's like a little grabby hand on the end, like suction cup grabby hand. Yeah, and it shoots out and it grabs uh, <laughs> the unfortunately named insect soldiers of the skies. And it grabs the singular insect soldier from the sky and pulls that into the path of Insect Queen's attack. Which is a laser, I guess? I guess. You know, bugs. For some... Sure. That, that famous ability of bugs, their mouth lasers. Right. Everyone knows that bugs have mouth lasers. Uh, so it uses, effectively, Insect Soldier of the Sky to deflect uh, the hit from Insect Queen. Yeah, he gets to use it as a meat shield. Right. Pretty cool. Uh, oh, and then card actually. Yeah, it, it's it's actually pretty good. Um I it is a little silly. I have a feeling we're not going to see much more of it. Uh but 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 in this case, sure, why not? So, uh Joey switches his monsters to defense mode. 
Weevil plays Cockroach Knight again, sacrifices it again, uh, and then Insect Warrior, uh, pardon me, Insect Queen attacks Panther Warrior, who's Who still out on the field somehow. Yeah, he's been out this whole time, just hanging. Just chilling with the parasite. And then there's a scene that I didn't even take notes on. Yeah. <laughs> it comes on. Line. Yeah, that's all we really need. Extended, it's like a five-minute scene. Yeah, there's five minutes, but your one-sentence summary is pretty good, I think. Extended friendship is magic sequence, where everyone tells Joey how much they love and believe in him, and so he can't win because he's doing it with their help and support. And it it goes on for just so long, and we, and we cut back and forth between like the hospital... Uh, and and we get close ups of all the characters that are there at the duel. We get and they're flashbacks. All saying like, we do get flashbacks. Oh God, I'd forgotten. It's literally and, not important. It accomplishes the same thing. Right, and it, it's essentially all just variations on exactly what you just said. Like, we believe in you, Joey. Yeah. And that's it. Thumbs up, kiddo. But Joey uh, Wheeler doesn't get another good line, also roasting Weevil for being homeschooled. He says, Joey, <laughs> Joey Wheeler doesn't quit. Maybe you'd understand if you had friends. Ooh! Got him. Zinged him. Weevil Underwood versus Super Hot Fire! Uh... I went and watched a bunch of Super Hot Fire videos recently, and they really remind me of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duels. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's it's so there's that there's that like meme gif now where it's the group of kids standing around in a circle and the guy does like the Edward Munch scream face. Oh yeah, and like falls sideways, and the guy is. It's like... from these videos. Okay. So Super Hot Super Hot Fire, uh, you can figure out how to spell that. Uh, is a rapper, quote-unquote? They're doing, like, roast battles, essentially. Like like a rap battle. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, kind of, kind of also a roast battle in a way. But he doesn't... The gimmick is, is that he doesn't actually rap. But his group of friends respond as though every word out of his mouth is the best rap ever written. <laughs> And so he wins, quote unquote, all of these rap battles <laughs> just through the sheer power of his friends freaking out every time he says it. Just getting super hype over everything he says. I like it. And they're not they're not unfunny, the things that he says. He says some really funny things. Like there's one where he uh he does I think this is in the battle against Soldier Boy. Uh like now, he just that's has Soldier Boy on his time. YouTube channel. Right? So it's it's been a bit since these videos came out. But he says, I'm, I'm not going to do it justice, but he says something along the lines of like, uh, uh, just broke up with, with my ex-girlfriend. Uh, but here, here, here's her number. You know, imp- implying like, if you want to call my, my ex, like, here you go, here's your number. Uh-huh. Hands him a slip of paper, gives it a beat, slaps the paper out of his hand and goes, psych! wrong number and then everyone flips out and i think that's where the gift comes from is is the guy just like absolutely flipping the fuck out meanwhile soldier boy is like what what the fuck (laughs) what is happening 
That's um, actually really that funny. Is, that is an embodiment of what Yu-Gi-Oh duels are like now, and that is why this scene only needs one sentence. So Joey draws a card, plays the card face down, and then summons Gearfried the Iron Knight. Uh, because apparently, <laughs> a thing that happens... This is some season is that, one bullshit. This is some... That's exactly what I was thinking. This is some season one ass uh, uh, fuckery where Gearfried, you'll notice, is the Iron Knight. Sure. Iron being the operative word there. He's made entirely of a metal. And I don't know if you know this about metals, but plants can't grow in metal. Bugs can't infest metal. <laughs> so that protects Gearfried the Iron Knight from the effects of Parasite Parasite. Sure. <laughs> so Gearfried is not infected. Gearfried is not made insect type. And Gearfried can penetrate the bug repellent and attack the eggs that are powering uh, Insect Queen. Which he does. And we get a really cool shot of Gearfried the Iron Knight doing his Iron Knight thing. Yeah, we had Gear. I say we had Gearfried on the show just like two weeks ago. But. Friend of the show, Gearfried the Iron Knight. Yeah, Gearfried the Iron Knight actually won, I'm looking at it right now, against Baby Dragon. Yeah. And he, he does look pretty cool. And he does all these, like, anime poses as he's, like, slicing these eggs in half. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember too. Is his whole arm a sword? It might be, just I'm like uh, Edward Elric style, like Full Metal Alchemist that shit. Because he's got a shield in one hand. But yeah, then the other I arm think, I think is just entirely one sword. Yeah, I think he's got like a scythe arm. Yeah. Yeah, which is he the does. way to do it. Really, it's pretty sweet. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a knight out of iron, give that guy a scythe arm. I don't think he actually has any regular hands. One of his arms is the like half scythe, and the other is a shield. <laughs> what a way to describe just all of Yu-Gi-Oh cards in general. I don't think he has regular hands. Could apply to basically anything in the show. Uh, we get a quick recap Sorry, of how Insect Queen... I just down Google Images, and there's a card oh, called God. The Fiend Mega Cyber. Yes! No, we've seen The Fiend Mega Cyber. Don't you remember? Esperoba played it. Did Esper and I play pointed the out how dumb that card name was. He must Fiend have not the made... Mega Cyber. <laughs> Fiend Mega Cyber must have not made uh, an impression of, in my mind. Anyway... You know, <laughs> some cards really hit, and some cards really miss. It's a hundred floors uh, of fright. They're not all going to be winners. <laughs> I need to. I need to sit down and count. Maybe somebody uh, listening to the show knows this offhand, but I, I need to sit down and count how many Yu-Gi-Oh cards there are now. Do you want to just Google it real quick? Yeah. How? How many? How many, many cards exist in Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh cards are there. Let's find out. Gagagigo, gagigago. Quora says, total you have around 9,166 cards that have been legal to play at some point in some area. Jesus Christ. 
That's not a hard number. Around 9,166. What's the date on that answer, though? I'll click on it. Uh, April 2018. Oh, okay, okay. So there's probably, I mean, there's definitely been more since then, but not another 100,000. Are we yeah. going to celebrate the million card mark? Mm-hmm. Is anyone going to keep, keep track of that? Is there somebody at Konami just like <laughs> with a with a tally mark? <laughs> Do they even know? I probably not. I doubt anyone would keep track of that. <laughs> Congratulations, you are one millionth monster. Uh, slight tangent, but uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game is the number one trading card game in the world. According, oh wait, that's from June 2011. So old. Well, but in okay. June 2011, uh, they had sold over 22 billion Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Damn. All right. Huh. So, I'm trying to do the the quick math on that. So that's enough for like every person in the world to have two or three cards. Yeah, at least two, like two and a half <laughs> cards. That's a, so that's enough for one. One. Oh God, why can't I do math when we podcast? I can do math anytime I don't have a microphone in front of me. I can do math fairly well. Yeah, you're not on the hook for it. Right, right, right. So I think I. I want to say that that means that approximately one twentieth of the world's population could have one Yu-Gi-Oh deck. <laughs> <laughs> now we see, but the, I could be wrong. The true inherent power systems of the world: the ninety-nine percent, <laughs> except one percent, has all the cards in Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, isn't that just the Kaiba story? <laughs> <laughs> Seto Kaiba is the one percent of dual monsters. He is. Um, we come out of, of, a, a insect queen recap, sort of reminding us that the eggs are the secret to her power. The more eggs she has, the more powerful she is. And Joey says these words. <laughs> he says, does the insect queen like her eggs poached to sunny side up? <laughs> Which is maybe the weirdest pickup line. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is he like... Trying to hit on the insect queen? It kind of sounds like it, the way he delivers it, but that's all right. I wouldn't mind if that were the case. Uh, insect queen showed me her overpositor last night. Things are getting heated. <laughs> oh, my God. Weevils plays uh, uh, soldier ant, and then he plays reproduction, as if there weren't enough of that already. It's like like specifically ant reproduction or something, if I remember right. Yeah, I, I there was a name for this. I, I had this card in Duel Links, but I can't remember the specific name for it. But what it does is it multiplies the ants into a colony. And when he first played it, I was thinking, oh god, we're getting another infinite wall of Karibo situation, but it's going to be ants. Nope. But... You know how big a colony of ants is? Ten. Right. Ten ants. <laughs> Apparently it's just ten. Because it stops there and, and Weevil's like, ah, yes, now my one ant is ten ants. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo, bro. <laughs> ten ants. Yeah. Great. Cool. And then he sacrifices them all to Insect Queen. Uh, and the queen absorbs all their power and goes to attack Gearfreed. But Ta-da. there's like two minutes left in the episode and Joey does a sneaky he activates another trap card, and we will go. Not card. another trap card. 
<laughs> uh, he activates well, yeah, dude. Grave Robber, which right, pulls... which is it's a really good card. It's I actually had not. I, I don't think I'd ever really read the text on this card before. Um, but but explain what it does. Grave Robber, as the name implies, lets you play a card from anyone's graveyard. And so Joey uses it to pull the card that we've seen before, eradicating mm-hmm. Aerosol. The one card meant specifically to kill bugs. Wiggity wiggity what? And can you guess what but... he uses it on? The Insect Queen. A bug. Da da da. And he eradicates the Insect Queen. He's, he sprays the Insect Queen, which dies... And he says, but wait, I'm not through with you yet, weevil underpants. And then yes! he actually, Tyler, I think Joey mispronounces Gear Gearfried's name. Well, I definitely misspelled it here because I wrote down <laughs> Gear Friend. <laughs> Come on, Gear Friend. <laughs> That's the uh, Steampunk Kids show. I think what I show. want. The Gear Friends. Yeah. No, but oh, he says, that's it. See. Jimmy, that's what we need to do. We need to start a steampunk, like, I don't know what it would be, like a, like a like an actual play role-playing podcast for kids called Gear Friend. <laughs> all, the, all these, like, happy-go-lucky, like, steampunk street urchins. You completely froze on me. Oh, and now your camera's gone. Uh-oh. I can still see and hear you. Is this my internet trouble or yours? I think it's yours. Oh, there we go. I can I can see you now. Okay, I could see and hear you the whole time. Oh, okay. Well, you disappeared there for a second. What were you going to say? I genuinely don't remember anymore. Anyway, Joey says Joey pronounces it Gearfield. <laughs> I guess he does, huh? Just once. Gearfield. Gearfield, my linguini. It's like the knockoff <laughs> version of Garfield. Uh, Mecca Garfield. <laughs> He hates Mondays and he, squeaky servos. He hates Thursdays. <laughs> Everything is like Garfield except like just off a little. He hates uh He, he hates, hates the dog one index erased. He hates the dog Odin. <laughs> ah yes, Odin, the one eyed dog. <laughs> and when uh John, spelled with an H, uh, doesn't shovel coal into his gearbox fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) You have failed me, John. I will now eat your linguine. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, the the spinoff comic, Gearfield Without Gearfield. (laughs) It's just this man who has a black lung going crazy in a steampunk house by himself. Uh. So, Gear Friend, our our good friend Gear Friend, uh, jumps up and attacks Weevil, and Joey wins. Joey has another great line here. Joey with the one-liners this episode. Real zingers. Real zingers. Joey says, welcome to Loserville, Weevil. Population, you. (laughs) I completely (laughs) miss this line. It's so... Uh, I had to stop and re-listen to it a few times. It's just so good. I'm going to start saying it to just anyone I don't like. <laughs> Welcome to Loserville. <laughs> that implies Population that you're, you're there in Loserville as well, welcoming the person to Loserville. 
I'm the mayor of Loserville. <laughs> Welcome to our beautiful community. I hope you enjoy your stay here. here oh, here's a pamphlet of all our bike lanes. Here's a separate pamphlet of all your failings. <laughs> anyway, this is the first time in the show uh, we actually see someone get punished for cheating because Weevil begs for mercy from Joey. And Joey says, mercy? Yeah. No. And he says, you should have thought of that before you decided to cheat. Give me your, cough up your cards. It's kind of a strange scene, too. Like, it's very, like, end of Godfather-esque where Weevil's, like, on his knees, I want to say. Yeah, he's, he's, like, on all fours. He got knocked backwards by his failure. And so he's just, like, groveling on the ground. And, like, genuinely pleading with Joey to to let him stay in this tournament and then joey's like you broke my heart fredo uh and and says that no there will be no mercy tonight uh because we've all cheated you come to this on my day of my daughter's wedding to ask <laughs> the day of my daughter's duel <laughs> the day of my daughter's duel to ask for some bugs no <laughs> Uh, we do get a shot Francis of Ford Weevil's Coppola's, uh, shoes the for the first mo- time. I wanted to point them out to you because you'll like them. His shoes are shaped like little stag beetles. And yeah, the laces yeah, yeah, of yeah. his shoes are like little bow ties that stick out the side that form the wings of the beetle. So you just pull, yeah, tug I'm, on the wings and his shoes tighten. I'm real into that. <laughs> I'm real, real into that. I don't like bugs. I wish it was something else. But like, oh, that is a good choice. That is Weevil's style. So Joey uh, gets the, insect the, queen. The joke that I was going to make was uh, Francis Ford Coppola is the dual father. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Uh, so Joey, wait, oh, he he does get insect queen, he doesn't he? He gets the insect queen because that is the rarest card in Weevil's deck. And he well, gets two damn. locator cards because that was the bet made at the beginning. Right. They went double or nothing on the locator cards. So now he is up to four locator cards of the six that he needs i don't remember anyway uh yeah and then to remind us that this is still called Yu-Gi-Oh, we get a shot of yugi <laughs> looking at it's that same uh shitty duel website just being projected on a yeah. big screen in like the middle of downtown <laughs> it's like times square but it's showing your geo cities website showing the duels right and, and there it is. And he has a whole little monologue being like, well, oh, I'm so proud of Joey, but I still have to find the <laughs> Merrick's mind slave and defeat him so I can get the Egyptian God card. Otherwise, the world's going to end, I guess. Yeah. And then there's like a five second shot of that creepy mime that we've seen before standing perfectly mm-hmm. still on top of a park bench as Merrick monologues like soon my plan will come to fruition or whatever. And yeah, like wh- a businessman is just standing there watching this mime holding perfectly still. And there's a kid on a scooter that just goes in front of him. And, like, why on a park bench? Because he's a, a creepy mime. That's what he do. I guess. I, th- I guess. I I wonder if that's, like, Merrick, like, being, uh, like, heightest. Not heightest. I don't know. Merrick needed a, a little bit of a boost to see over the crowd <laughs> or something at one point. So the mime like, oh, is not okay, that just... tall. He, he has to see right. what... Who, where Yugi is, this is the tallest well, you know, structure. 
Merrick's used to mind controlling Bandit Keith. Yeah. So maybe he he's got a, a sort of a head on on uh, whoever this silent character is. The mime is taking up the whole park bench, though. He is mime spreading. Well, that's our show, everybody. <laughs> I did that just for you, Tyler. That's really good. I really like that. Uh, the, the next episode is a mime joke, isn't it? Oh, do we finally uh, get to see the mime? I think we do. I looked this up earlier, and it has left my brain. Uh, the next episode is called... Um, What's yours is mime? Ah, ha, ha. Mime oh, control. Yugi Yu-Gi-Oh is giving yeah mime control, parts one, two, and three. Wait, really? Yeah, was that a joke? Yes, that was Were a joke. Ju- no, 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 it's actually called mime control, oh, parts shit. one, two, and three. All right. Yu-Gi-Oh is also giving me a strange yellow warning symbol on Netflix, and I don't know what that's about. And when I hover over it, nothing happens. So, hopefully, everything's okay with the Yu-Gi-Oh. Warning: This show is bad. <laughs> This show uh, may yeah, contain gratuitous duels. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the next uh, the next episode is is mime control. So yeah, we're gonna meet the mime finally. Oh, all right, Jimmy. What was your favorite part of this episode? Uh, I think my favorite part of this episode was uh, how much we get to see some like actual good combos this this season or this this episode. Um, there's some pretty good stuff that. Um, Weevil does just building up his cards. The yeah, insect queen is a nice gimmick. It seems like a pretty cool, useful card. Um, and Joey also gets some some good moves in. So we finally have uh, a duel where there's some actual things happen. And it's yeah, nice. and it is, and it's like when you know Grandpa keeps saying like, ah, insect duelists are tricky. And this is the first time we've seen a quote-unquote insect duelist. Yeah. But this is also kind of the first time that we see this sort of concept of like, ah, yes, all the cards in the deck work together, and they have like sort of a central gimmick that they all play into. Um, Nobody else really does that, I think. Yeah, other themed decks that we've seen haven't been as cohesive, where they have these like mechanics that are like bouncing off each other. Right. Even uh, even like Kaiba's Blue Eyes White Dragon deck is like, all right, summon Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. That's kind of my one. Yeah, and then one thing. The rest of the deck is just nonsense that he doesn't care about. But right. here he's got like Cockroach Knight. I think that was my favorite actually. Bringing out Cockroach mm-hmm. Knight, which can just come back again and again and again, just making your queen more powerful. That's a good combo. It is, and even if you didn't have Insect Queen out on the field, like Cockroach Knight. Plus, you know, you, even the the parasite parasite and the bug repellent. Like, if say you just had that going on, cockroach knight is still a really powerful card to have out because you just will always have a monster on the field. Basically, yeah, so you can always be attacking. It's smart. It's rare it's that smart. we get to see something like that in this show, but that's yeah. an actual really good combo. I could see myself using something like that in like magic, like in an actual yeah, game. Yeah, totally. And I will say, like, I mean, as squeamish as I get about the bug stuff in the show, like, playing a Weevil Underwood deck was maybe my favorite way to play Duel Links. Like, that's a genuinely very, like, entertaining deck to play. Oh, just in terms of all the, like, stuff you could do with it? 
Yeah, because there's always some combo going on, and there's, like, a few different things that you can do with, like, the parasite and the insect queen and, like, um, uh, the the reproduction or the multiplication or whatever where, like, you multiply the ants and you just, like, always have ants on the field or uh, you turn your enemy's cards into insects and then you eradicate all the insects and then, you know, attack the life points directly. Like, that sort of shit is always, like, going on in one of these decks, which is fun. Hmm. What was your favorite? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we just talked about, like, Weevil is a duelist that has a very particular, like, shtick, right? Mm-hmm. He's the bug guy. That's his thing. Uh, Rex Raptor is the dino guy. That's his thing. Bandit Keith is the American guy. That's his thing. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, who else? Like, Taya has all the fairies. Yugi has all the demons. Um... You know, so on and so forth, right? Joey has not really had a thing up until this episode. This episode, he develops what I believe is the defining factor for Joey, besides his New York accent and his big, long pompadour. What is the Joey factor? The way that he draws his cards is so unnecessary and so unlike anything else in the show he pulls his card straight out of the dual disc and then like shows it to the audience <laughs> he holds it he holds it straight out he doesn't look at the card he looks at the card maybe like a 30 seconds after he's drawn it right you know this is not something i noticed i'll have to keep an eye out for his card drawing method it's a it's a dual dab is what it is he holds it and then he dabs but yeah, card, now like, way outstretched. Thinking back, he does like just hold the card in like two fingers, and mm-hmm. then hold it all the way out at the end of his arm. Uh, while he's talking, while he's not even looking at the card, but just like addressing his opponent. Nah, this is gonna be the card that gets you as soon as I look at it to see what it might be. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, I um, I you gotta you gotta respect it. <laughs> How about your least favorite? Um, it's a great question. I do want to say or, my... Or your worst. My honorary favorite was uh, Weevil actually getting punished for cheating. Yes. I, yes. Did, I did want to point that out because this is the first time someone's freaking cheated in the show and then they get kicked out and punished for it. Because last time Esperobo was cheating and everyone was just like, uh, he's actually a good guy. He's doing it for his family or whatever. No, fuck you, Weevil. Get out of here. Yeah, okay, uh-huh. Anyway. I, I have some things to say on the subject, but I'm, I'm going to save it till after you've said your least favorite. Least favorite? Um, I, don't, I don't really know. Uh, the queen is gross. The queen is gross. I have a, yes. I have a feeling that's going to be your least favorite as well. It's not, it's actually. Not. My least favorite is that Weevil is punished for cheating. Really? Why is Weevil the only person to be punished for cheating when everyone else in the show cheats? That's a great question. And, it, and at first I thought, like, well, I guess I guess it's like crime. It's only illegal if you get caught. <laughs> it's, it's only cheating because he lost, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's only a punishable offense because he wasn't a good duelist. Or a good enough duelist, I guess. But... 
other people have lost while cheating. Mai was cheating. Uh, this uh, the the guy with all the um, with all the uh, what's the word? The Exodia cards. Oh yeah. Was cheating. He had his X-ray contacts or whatever. Arcana was cheating. Yugi cheats all the fucking time with his 5,000-year-old spirit guide helping him duel. Why why now discriminate against this poor homeschooled child? Is it because he's an asshole? Because I get that. It's because he's homeschooled. That's kind of what it feels like. It's like, well, no, you did Like, okay. Also, like, yes, he was a dipshit and should not have bet double or nothing. Like, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. But it just feels very strange. And it's like, no, because you cheated. Because everyone yeah. fucking cheats in this game. Like, just because Joey isn't cheating, like, that's all well and good. But Joey could totally start cheating and it would fit in completely normally in this show. Nobody would right? even notice. Nobody would notice. Joey probably couldn't even cheat well, right? Yeah. Like, he would he would cheat in such an obvious way, but everyone's like, nah, we'll let this one slide. Hmm. Well, thinking about it more, Weevil isn't actually punished for cheating. He just loses. He just loses. That's the thing. That's, that's, that's like, yes, he gets what he deserved because he shouldn't have put himself in this position anyway, but it's so strange that Joey specifically calls out, like, should have thought about that before cheating. Oh, oh well. Yeah, where's like, where's Mokuba in all this? Don't aren't they using their like big brother system to like monitor everyone's decks? Shouldn't they have no shouldn't one of the anime girls that Kaiba employs have noticed that uh Joey has this like parasite card in his deck all of a sudden that can only do I, bad things to him? <laughs> you know, I feel like honestly the like the, the 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 God's honest truth about it is probably that nobody cares about Joey. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Everyone everyone's just focused on Yugi right the now. The system is not set up to protect people like him. Right. The system is set up to protect Kaiba's interests. Yeah. Joey is exactly, not one of Kaiba's interests. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my least favorite. You know what? That's fair. Anyway. Uh anyway, let's get into our next segment of the show, if we may. It's time for Yugi or Not. Woo! Yay! Where's I brought my special partner Lauren guest? into the studio as a special guest. Hi, Lauren. She's here. Say hello. Hello. Uh, and we are going to play a game that we have started playing last week, wherein I have the names of five Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Well, I should be more specific. I have the names of three Yu-Gi-Oh cards and two names that sound like Yu-Gi-Oh cards but are not Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And it is Lauren's job to determine which is which. Uh, the two fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards uh, in this case were provided by listener of the show, James O. Oh, and another uh, oh, special Pepper's guest. Here as well. Pepper, hey, do you want to play the game too? Cool. All right. Well, you can, you can play along. Um, so, uh, what I'm going to do is I am going to, uh, hand Lauren the, the headphones here so that Jimmy, you and Lauren can, can communicate. Uh, and then I'm going to read the names of the cards. Y'all need to get a headphone splitter. Yeah, I know. I know. I just need to order one from Amazon, I think. Um, but, uh, I am going to read the names of the cards and then Lauren has to guess which is which. 
uh, and you will get one point for each correct guess. So, Lauren, here are the headphones. Oh, we have to maneuver the dog. There we go. Okay, so I'm going to read them out. You can say hello. Hello. Uh, Hi, Lauren. I'm, I'm going to read them out. Hi, Jimmy. And then you and Jimmy can confer. Jimmy does not know which card is, is real or not. Um, but I'm going to read them out for you right now. Yeah, but he'll have a better idea than I do. <gasps> Maybe. I, I'm i be honest. I had to double check this list because I wrote it out. And you can read it right here. Uh, I wrote it out, and then I immediately forgot which ones were the fake ones, so I had to like <laughs> go back and look it up again. Um, but okay, here we go. The five cards are Dark Shadow, Necroz of Unicor, Elven Protector, End of the World, and Axe Raider. Mm, another... Another great selection. Another choice selection of Yu-Gi-Oh cards here today. Um, Dark Shadow, as opposed to Light Shadow. Right, or Medium Shadow. You know, it's like a shadow, only dark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Necroz of Unicorn. I I, I, I just really want to point out that it's not Unicorn. It's U-N-I-C-O-R-E, Unicorn. You know, unicorn. I do know. Doesn't that guy fight the Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> um, Elven Protector, fine. End of the world. Well. There you go. And Axe Raider. Um, I think... I... I I have to go with Necroz of Unicorn being a real card because I want one of these nonsense words to be. I'm going to pick the nonsense word ones until one of them is a real card because (laughs) (laughs) I've just heard so many nonsense cards that you guys have talked about. Um, Okay, so I think how many are fake and how many are real? There are two fake cards and three real cards. Okay. So I'm going to go with Necroz of Unicorn is a real card. Um, uh, I think End of the World is also a real card because it's just ridiculous enough. Like if you play the End of the World and the world doesn't end because we know the card game. What happens in the card game happens in real life. In you the play show. that card and both of you just lose instantly. <laughs> Except, so everything that happens in the in the real world too, except when it's inconvenient. Um, so I think end of the world is also a real card. And then I think Axe Raider is also a real card because it also sounds fake. So I think <laughs> Dark Shadow and Elven Protector are the fake cards. That's my final verdict. Okay, that's final answer. Yes. Okay. Do you want me to reveal... You don't want to switch anything. No, I'm happy with my choices. Are you going to go one by one I'm like gonna, you did last time? I'm going to go one by one. So we have a we have a total possible score of five points, one for each correct guess. We're going to start with Dark Shadow. Your guess was? Fake. Dark Shadow? 
is a fake card. Ah! That's one point. Starting off strong. It sounds Necroz, real. That's the same as I did last time, I yeah, believe. That's correct. You have now tied your score from last week. The next card is Necroz of Unicor. Your guess was? Real. Necroz of Unicor is a real card. That's two points. I've already beat my score. You've now doubled your high score. I actually just Googled uh, Necroz of Unicor, and it's like this person in the card art is like if a Fire Emblem character was also a furry. Oh, no. (laughs) Tyler, Tyler might be into that. He doesn't have the headphones. So he doesn't know what you just said. You know what? He probably is. Tyler, say you're into that. I'm into it. <laughs> okay, so you, you have two of five points so far. The next card is Elven Protector. Your guess was? Fake. Elven Protector is a fake card. Oh, that right there means I got all of them right. End of the World and Axe Raider are both real cards. Lauren, you got a perfect game. Damn. Five out of five. High score. You, you have, you have uh, successfully thwarted your own plan from last week. Hell yeah. <laughs> what, what was my plan from last week? Last week you said your goal for this game is to get none oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really I've lost. <laughs> I'm so sorry you've won the game. <laughs> Uh, thank you for playing Yu-Gi-Oh! or not. Next week, we'll be back with more real and or fake cards. Real fake or cards. Not. Or not. Or not. Wouldn't that be a twist? They're all real cards. <laughs> They're all fake. That'd be mean. I, That'd be I cheating. Fully expect, I fully expect that to be pulled on me at some point, though. <laughs> if this goes on long enough. All right. I'm going to take the headphones back now. And add a headphone splitter to my Amazon basket. <laughs> so I just sent you the art for Necroz of Unicor. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I've played this game. I've played this RPG. This is, uh, this is uh, uh, like, what is it? Quest 64 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I just looked up End of the World. And this is like a friggin' terrifying card to look at. All right. Send me that shit. Oh yeah, yep. That's yeah. The this end is of the uh, it's it's sort of a uh, like a MC Escher Independence Day. Like I expect, it's it's sort of like a like a like a gothic version of that famous shot from Independence Day, yeah. where they're like firing lasers at the White House. It can be used to ritual summon ruin Queen of Oblivion or demise King of Armageddon. It doesn't actually end the world. It just brings out some monsters. Yeah, but I mean, it brings out monsters whose names are Ruin and Demise. So, (laughs) you know, if the world isn't ending immediately, it might be pretty quick. Uh, Let's move into our next segment here. It's time for the monster bracket. Jimmy. It's time. It's that time. Every week, we take two monsters from season two, and we pit them against each other in a fight to the finish until we will eventually crown our ultimate battle champion. This week, should I read the intros here? Please do. In this corner, the hopping bug with the ugly mug, it's Pinch Hopper. Yay! We just saw that guy. (laughs) 
In the other corner, he'll steal every horse by force without remorse because he's Vorse, of course. It's Vorse Raider. Yay! It's <laughs> so my first time reading that. Thank you. That was a wonderful submission. Uh, Pinch Hopper. It's a level four insect effect monster with a thousand attack and twelve hundred defense. Whereas Vorse Raider is also a level four monster, but he is Beast Warrior normal type with nineteen hundred attack and twelve hundred defense. Uh, let's start with just the look on Pinch Hopper because we kind of talked about it earlier. I feel like kind of talking about it is enough. It's literally just a grasshopper type bug. Yep, it's a big old grasshopper, and that's that's it. Kind of its whole deal. Uh, Vorse Raider, on the other hand, has a few things happening. <laughs> Vorse Raider's I got a talk lot about. going on here. Vorse Raider, Vorse Raider feels like somebody who couldn't decide what to pack for Burning Man. You know, yeah. Like there's a there's a big vest, there's a big helmet, uh, there's a big sword? Question mark halberd. Vorse Raider looks like if the trolls from World of Warcraft were into leather. Yes. Vorse is uh, uh, somebody who's been a leather daddy for a long time, right? Like a grizzled leather daddy. Yeah, he's got this tight vest. He's got a lot of like pointy, stabby parts uh, sticking out of his armor, I guess. Um, he's got a like a purple sphere motif that's just tons of purple spheres everywhere. I'm trying to figure out what his helmet is. I think it's like a bug head, maybe? It might be. It, it's kind of got like a Viking thing going on a little bit with like the Slightly. two, the horns coming off the sides, but they're both pointed down, and there's like a horn coming out the front, like a unicorn. I feel like if this uh, guy moves yeah. his head much, he's going to poke himself in his shoulders with these giant spikes. Right, yeah, not a lot of range of motion there. Kind of, kind of a, kind of a constant hazard. It does kind of look like a bug head, though. Like the little purple spheres yeah, look like eyes, like some monster skull. But he's like, uh, he's sneering evilly. Yeah, um, yeah, just a big, buff, burly guy who's into spikes. Yeah, that that pretty much sums it up. The people who have owned uh, a Force Raider card. Include Seto Kaiba, Chaz Princeton, our good friend Chaz, Bastion Misawa, and Kalen Kessler, who is not a character I am familiar with. Uh, oh, from Five Ds. Ah, that's that's why we haven't. We've only we're only at the one D. Uh, but I do I do just want to take a quick moment to click on Kalen Kessler's portrait there on the website because Kalen's dual disc is fucking awesome it's a really good look oh yeah this is like if uh mewtwo in the first pokemon movie de- uh, designed the dual disc system yes it's all this is purple mewtwo, the and like angry looking spooky stuff i'm into it but anyway back to vorse raider we'll start with vorse raider just because I, I feel like we've got kind of the most interesting thing going on there the card text for vorse raider says this wicked beast warrior does every horrid thing imaginable and loves it. Oh. His axe bears the marks of his countless victims. See, that's some very like early '90s Warcraft shit, right there. Absolutely, but also look at that axe. Uh, that's a new axe, my friend. <laughs> there are no marks yeah, on there, it. Yeah, there are no dings or <laughs> scratches. Th- those are some smooth Photoshop gradients on that axe. 
are is <laughs> does it say his axe bears the marks of, of his countless victims because the victims are actually zero and that's why they're <laughs> countless you can't count them count count you can't count a number that doesn't exist his num his victims are null <laughs> Uh, whereas Pinchhopper's card text says, the card text includes the names, the word horrid. Every horrid thing imaginable. Oh, like who wrote this? Stars. C-3PO. Right. How horrid. <laughs> and he loves it. Oh, goodness gracious good heavens. me. Uh, whereas Pinchhopper's card text says, when this card you control is sent to your graveyard, you can special summon one insect monster from your hand. So it has a card effect. Yeah, it's the exact same thing we saw on the show uh, that allowed Weevil to summon Insect Queen. Uh, Tyler, just looking at these two, I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, competition here. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I've been trying to figure out a way to spin, like, no, this literal grasshopper (laughs) could stand up to... Uh, fantasy serial killer <laughs> uh, but no not even in like the text does it hold up no. the attack is better the the defense is better literally the, the only character card text is cool who uses pinch hopper is weevil that's the only yeah. time we'll ever see it bye bye pinch okay, hopper bye um uh i do want to look up real quick okay pinch hopper looking up the I need more info about Pinch Hopper. I want to know why it's called Pinch Hopper. Like, maybe that will sway me in, in any way. I don't think it will. I think it's just going to be a bad... It's a bad name? In English, it's Pinch Hopper. In French, it's Pinch Hopper. In German, Nifhupfer. <laughs> I just draw, I just, just copied the Japanese card name text on Pinch Hopper and dropped into Google Translate to see if that would give us anything. Uh-huh. Did you get the same thing I got? Battering batter? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like you're grinding uh, up a bunch of uh, bugs into, like, a cake or something. Right. This one also says pinch batter, which makes me think, like, a pinch hitter, <laughs> like in baseball. Hey, batter batter. Uh, the Italian actually sounds quite nice. It's cavalletta pungente. Mamma mia. Uh, yeah, there's basically nothing special about this card. I feel like the fact that we're searching for reasons to like it means it's not worth talking about anymore. I'm trying so hard. Whereas Force Raider, on the other hand, is that like, did you ever play Warcraft 2? Yeah. Did you have the manual? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because the manual for Warcraft 2 had all these, like, pages and pages of, like, backstory and lore and, like, illustrations. And some of them were, like, really dark. This was, like, early Warcraft, before it became cutesy and cartoony. And so we had all these, like, buff, burly orcs with, like, holding up severed human heads that were, like, dripping blood down onto skulls and stuff. That's the same vibe I'm getting from Force Raider. Yeah, like, Force Raider is, is kind of that guy where, you, you know, you, you get the shot in the movie where the hero has to go up against some sort of, like, unimaginable warrior, right? Like, this is the scene in Gladiator where he's up against that real tough dude, and somebody's like, well, just look at him, look at him. He he eats people like you for breakfast. Like, yeah. 
Look at this guy. He's, he's got muscles on his muscles. Uh, Vorse Raider... I don't think that Vorse Raider is going to get very far into this bracket if we're being super honest with ourselves. But come on. But also... Is he better than a grasshopper? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have to give this one to Vorse Raider. Vorse Raider is a clear winner here. All right. Vorse Raider, congratulations. You have moved on to the next battle in the Monster City. Uh, in the Battle City Monster Bracket. In the Monster City <laughs> Battle Bracket. Uh, I, I'm also looking at this section of the bracket, which you can do at home if you go to heartofthe.card slash bracket. Uh, and... Um, you know, actually, I, I said he might not get very far in the bracket. He actually might get kind of far because the next one we have coming up is Flying Fish versus Worm Drake. Whoever <laughs> wins that goes up against Force Raider. And then it's Snake Hair versus either Aqua Madur or Dark Gremlin. I have a feeling Force Raider could beat any of those three. So it <laughs> might be a bit until like. Karibo or Jinzo or somebody has to knock knock Force Raider out. And of these cards battle. we actually care about. We we might be stuck with Force Raider for a bit. All right. But you know what? That's uh that's a okay. Come along for the ride, Force Raider. All right. I think that'll about do it for this episode. Uh, next episode we are going to be. We, we agreed on this, right? This is a, this is a good idea. We're going to be switching up our format a smidge. We're going to try it for one, yeah. one episode. We are not going to be doing one episode next week. Instead, we are going to be talking about Mime Control Parts 1, 2, and 3 all at once. So we're, doing, we're still doing one podcast episode, but about three actual episodes. Show episodes. Right. Uh, because season two is so many multi-parters, it makes more sense to talk about the arc as a whole uh, so that we can move to the actually good stuff. <laughs> Please move the story <laughs> along so we can stop seeing like pointless weevil and all this stuff. So we'll try it out with Mime Control. We'll see how we feel about it. Uh, if it takes us two hours to make a podcast about a 20-minute episode, I don't know how long it will take us to make a podcast about one hour of <laughs> episodes. Uh, but if you're listening along at home, watch the next three episodes because that's what we'll be covering. If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast.gmail.com. You can go to our website, heartofthe.cards. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Jimmy, is there anything you want to plug? Nope. Awesome. We make this show for free, partially because it's bad, partially because it's fun, and partially because we know that there are other places that could use your money more. Uh, so if you have uh, that kind of personality or you like to support shows that you listen to, please send your money to places like Trans Lifeline, the Yellowhammer Fund, Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, or something uh, to your interest nowadays. Uh, if you're listening to this the day that this has come out, I think this might still be going on. Uh, there's an event called Extra Life. Uh, which typically I think just goes through October, but it's going a little bit longer. It is a, a way for game streamers to raise money for uh, various charities, uh, I think in this particular case uh, for uh, children's cancer hospitals. Um, so they will stream on like Twitch or something and, and raise money, and all the money will go to charity. Uh, one of the streams that I've heard about that I think is starting like as we record this 
uh, Danny O'Dwyer from No Clip Video on YouTube uh, is going to be playing an F1 racing game for 24 hours straight. Oh. Where he has just built a, a uh, F1 racing gaming cockpit. Uh, he just posted all the pictures on his Twitter and stuff. And he's just going to be playing F1. Oh, like an actual like simulator seat and it has like multiple uh-huh. screens and stuff. Oh, that's yeah, rad. yeah. It's got it's got this, the the legit steering wheel. It's got the pedals and everything, and he's just gonna be in that seat for a full calendar day raising money for charity. Uh, all the no clip videos are really great. They do like deep dives into video game production. So Danny is a is a great person. It's a great cause. Um, just look up Extra Life or No Clip Video on Twitter as you listen to this, um, and go send money that way. Uh, All right. Next week, we'll be talking about Mime Control, parts one, two, and three. And until next time, I'm ready to just log offline now.